What is happening, dirtbags? This is episode 236 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. Scott Sturm and Matt Deitch, what's going on? Oh, not much, man. What's happening with you? Just living the dream. What's happening? Just I like that. living the dream. I like that. Instead of the what's up. That, what's that was happening? a little bit of a different... Uh, uh, I'm surprised I didn't actually mess it up, but uh, that was just a little bit of a different... Uh, uh, intro here. Um, had, ever, had, had to spice things up I know, a little you bit. You ever like shorten those up and just kind of combine all those words into one? Like, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Give me what's a happening. Give me happening. a hundred dollar bill. Hundred, <laughs> hundred. Oh man, uh, it's kind of fun to kind of mash up all the words. Sometimes. That's right. You just that's say right. it real fast. Yep, real confident. It's a hell of a lot of fun. But uh, if you're new here and uh, you realize that we just called you a dirtbag, uh, that is a badge of honor that you can now wear because you are a listener of this fine program. Uh, that's a name that the uh, the listeners of this program gave themselves. We did not give it to them. Uh, but uh, congratulations on your newfound dirtbag uh, dirt status. Yeah. Dirtbag well, status. A couple, a couple weeks ago, we were playing uh, MOC for uh, football and uh, their middle school, their eighth grade coaches come up to me and we were talking about some of the football game beforehand, like what was going to go. And all of a sudden one of them looks at me and goes, Hey, do you have a fishing podcast? Shut up. Really? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, matter of fact, my buddy and Scott, my buddy Scott and I, we do have a fishing podcast. And he's like, well, one of our seventh grade coaches wanted to tell me that he loves it and he listens to it a lot. Really? So I never got his name, but I was like, Hey, you make sure you go back there and you tell them thanks a lot, dirtbag. And they looked at me like I was like, no, 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 no. It's a good, it's thing. a good it's thing. A good I thing. said we we call our listeners dirtbag, and then yep. we sat there and talked about the podcast really? more than like football. So well, you got the important things talked you, about. That's what I thought. I was like, all right, you know. So well, if the seventh grade coach from MLC Floyd Valley's listening to this, uh, howdy, dirtbag, <laughs> howdy. So. uh all right, uh, this week's episode 236 is brought to you by Dakota Angler in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, they got a lot of sales going on right now. Uh, to start off, uh, $1.50 off all Salmo Hornets. Uh, this is the first time in five years that the Hornets have been put on sale. Wow. So uh, be a part of history and go up yeah. there and buy a couple. You better get up there and get some of them Hornets. Have Josh sign it. Have Todd sign it. Put them down in your man cave up on the mantle and uh, put a little note next to it, it the first time in years. five years. It might be 10 years. Who knows the next time they go on sale. So. Well, with today's economy, it could be 20. All right. Buy them up. Yep. Uh, also, select money badgers on sale. Uh, they have some uh, Kalen search baits uh, back in stock this week. And, uh, yeah, they... Uh, They've, they've got they've got plenty of other stuff on sale, and uh, it's also home of the uh, Dakota Angler Ice Institute. Um, we are going to be having a booth there this year. Um, along with that booth, uh, we're going to be having a custom ice rod contest. So if you are a custom ice rod builder, get in touch with us. You're going to be happy that you did. Uh, good place to showcase your work in front of a whole lot of people. Uh, we're going to have judges' choice and... Uh, uh, people's choice people's choice uh all the attendees get to go ahead and vote and uh the judges choice will be uh we'll pick somebody uh last year it was todd uh, maybe this year it'll be josh maybe this year it'll be todd again maybe it'll be maybe hell it'll we be don't know who, what, yeah. taylor swift yeah could be taylor, taylor swift, swift. I, mean, I mean you never know she asked us if she could be the judge but we want to sit down with her probably over some frozen pizza and yep. uh, really talk it out with her. You, we we want to make sure she knows what she's judging. Right. Exactly right. I mean, and just the magnitude of it. Right. I right. mean, it might be the biggest thing in her career that she'd ever done. Is Oh, it would be the pinnacle. It would be. It would be the pinnacle. Once you do that, uh, uh, I don't care if There's you're no at going, Madi yeah, yeah, Madison Square Gardens. A frickin', all downhill from there. Yeah, middle so, school freaking. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, so I was going to say, like, if you are a custom rod builder, uh, get your get your entry in there because uh, a lot of people come through and uh, take a look at those things. And, you know, we had a lot of people last year asking, you know, who built? Like, yep. like we yep. couldn't tell them until, like, the end. But uh, there was a lot of people that were like, wow, like. And and we did a we did a Facebook post afterwards yep. uh, with good pictures of every single rod and and tagged those who had Facebook pages and uh, whatever else. So but, hopefully uh, it got them a few 
few customers and stuff like that. But uh, the, it's always a great time, too, at the Dakota Angler Ice Institute. Uh, we talked about this last week about all the pro staffs that are there of all these companies. Yep. So not only can you get the products in your hand, but you can ask a lot of questions to people that have used those products extensively. So uh, it's it's a great show to go to. And also we're going to be MCs up there. That's for, right, for the seminars. For the seminars. So, I mean... I did talk to Kyle over at the 212 in Brandon. Oh, you did. And uh, he said, thumbs up. Um, he said that his busy crowd would be through, uh, done with uh, by 7 o'clock. And so I said, after that, whole crew of dirtbags will be coming in. But yeah, back to your seminars. Uh, we're emceeing that. Uh, they announced two of the people that are going to be there. They did. Walleye Will Pappenfoos, past guest of this show. Uh, That's right. Is that a past owner of your boat, or was it that is. his dad? It is. Yeah, yeah. Past owner of your boat, uh, so basically they're Eskimo brothers. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, he gave me an Eskimo kiss as I was pulling Yeah, it out. something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I, I don't think we want to get into what happened there. But uh, And also Dwayne Jelm, uh, past guest of this show, NWT champion. Uh, um, so two absolutely solid sticks. And uh, they're going to be there doing some seminars. Uh, I'm sure bass fishing and uh, and uh, sunfish tactics. I think is uh, uh, what uh, Dwayne's going to be doing. That'd be my guess. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, if you're interested in walleye fishing, uh, those are two in the best of the whole entire world. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to BSing with them guys and uh, and hearing what they have to say. Well, that's for sure. I mean, they are a wealth of knowledge too. Uh, you know, Will is always posting pictures through the ice of big panfish and stuff like that so uh cookie cutter 28 i mean it's it's gonna be a blast to hear what those guys uh have to say and uh come in and think of some questions definitely uh get out there and attend the seminars you know yep. let's make those things uh, well attended it's kind of a real low-key atmosphere yep. it's kind yep. of like you know an intimate atmosphere yeah. where you don't be afraid to ask the you yep. know ask them a question if there's a pause in their seminar or when they're done you could literally walk right up to them or or you know During, from your seat you yep. know just hey, say hey Duane, like, you know you, you mentioned this? something yep. you know you mentioned this what do you mean by that yep. and stuff like that and and those two uh seem like they're the type of very guys personable that they're gonna really yep. they'll they'll dive into depth with you and uh try to explain it to the best of their abilities so yep no, and then all the deals. I mean, yep. you just can't beat the deals. Yep. Um, one other thing that uh, we wanted to share with you, uh, Todd, uh, owner of Dakota Angler, um, uh, shared a Facebook post uh, right one hour ago. Uh, he's going through some stuff right now, uh, um, got diagnosed with uh, prostate cancer. In his words, just a little life hurdle. Um, so we're going to play uh, We're gonna play a little video of what Todd um I uh, actually talked about, and I think it'd be good for uh, those people that don't follow Dakota Angler on Facebook, uh, A, go follow them, B, but here's uh, here's what Todd has to say. Hey, everyone. I know a lot of you know me from the National Weather Service or Dakota Angler or some of you are friends or family of mine, but if you don't know me, uh, my name's Todd Heitkamp, and I'm not here to give you the weather forecast or to sell you something or to give you a fishing forecast. I'm here to give you a personal message. A message I never thought I would have to give, quite honestly, in my lifetime. I never thought I'd hear the words. Uh, but uh, three to four weeks ago, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. And due to the early screening that I received, the early testing, uh, the prognosis is very favorable. It's still going to be challenging, to say the least, uh, but it is going to be a lot better if it went undetected. And that's what I'm here tonight to do. Uh, I've been to asked to to do a video to encourage all of the men that are watching this or all the men in your surroundings and your family to go out and get the early testing. Take the early blood test. It's really easy. And that's what I did. I had no symptoms whatsoever. Everything was fine, so I thought. I went in for my yearly checkup, and they did a, a blood test, including the PSA test, and my PSA were a little bit elevated, only 2.4. But then three weeks after that, it was already up to 10. And that's where they d decided to do a biopsy and came back with a diagnosis of prostate cancer. But again, if I went to have that blood test, I went to know anything about it. So men, I encourage you, all of you, to take the time, put away your feelings about not wanting to get tested. It doesn't impact me. I have no family history. Do it. If you're not going to do it for yourself, 
do it for the family that are, that's around you, that love you. That's why I did it. That's why I'm going forward with this uh, for the, my kids, my wife, my grandkids, so I can spend many years with them. And again, this video is not about me. It's about you. You can make a difference in your own life by going in and giving that early test. So again, I encourage you to do that. And women and everyone else, I encourage the loved ones in your family to do the same. I appreciate all the thoughts, the, you know, the words of encouragement, the prayers. I greatly, greatly appreciate that. From myself and from my family, thank you. And I hope all of you take this to heart. And again, get tested, please. So that's what Todd had to say. Um, obviously, uh, got to be pretty emotional, you know, like like he said, you know, only three, four weeks in, uh, you know, still pretty freaking fresh, uh, um, whatever. But, uh, you know, to Todd, uh, you know, we're all behind you, Dirtbag Nation's behind you, and, uh, um, you know, he's going to he's gonna go out and whoop it. I know he is. Uh, oh, yeah. That's just the type of dude that he is. There's, there's no uh, no plan B, as Mockintoon would say. <laughs> that's so. right. Yeah. Uh, and it's always, I mean, anything like that, it's always a scary situation. Yep, uh, that C word. Is, that C, it just, I mean, my dad, he had, he went through prostate cancer and everything like that and uh, had the surgery, had it removed and all that stuff. And uh, he's been, I guess if you want to say in remission since then, I mean, yep. all his tests have come back good ever since then. I think he's down to yearly checks now instead of every six months. So, I mean, yeah, we're all definitely there for him and, uh, Hoping for the best. Yep, no doubt about that. <clears throat> um, you know, Matt, uh, you see a lot of stuff on Facebook uh, between, uh, you know, guides on the on the fishing pages, um, content creators, uh, you know, tournament anglers. Uh, you know, we follow a, a little bit of everyone, and you know, you you in in my mind, you know, obviously the tournament anglers, you know, the the professionals, the the pinnacle of the sport, you know, the best the best guys to do it but you know in, in years past they've talked talked at you know some of these ice shows that the content creators you know the youtubers have got lines you know for for miles long you know the i i, I remember hearing from a couple people that uh you know dave gens and jason mitchell would be sitting over you know just hanging out you know talking with you know a couple buddies and you know guys like alex Perrick would have a, a line you know a block long and you know obviously the guides the guys spend the most time on the water you know probably compared to anyone but i guess who who is more of a draw you know and and i don't know that there's any wrong or right answer to this but you know for for you personally matt uh you know i mean if those three people are there if you've got the best content creator if you've got the best tournament angler or the best guide you know who are you going to go to you know the fanboy in you and who who are you going to go to if you're really truly seeking information well me personally i would probably go to the tournament angler first okay it's probably who i would go to just for the fact that like i follow tournaments more yep i mean those are the guys that like that i kind of like to get my information from is from those guys yep um <clears throat> just because i guess in my own thought process is those guys are the ones that are out there doing out there doing it professionally uh, they're spending a lot of time out on the water and for for them, but really for all those guys, now that I think about it, I mean, it's their livelihood. So like, yep. they're really like, they're really out there doing this stuff so that, you know, they can make a living off of it. So sometimes it, I don't know, it, how do I want to say it? It like pulls, it has more pull when somebody yeah. is yeah, like I... that. But at the same time, every sing all three of them too a lot of times are doing stuff because of sponsorship things. Yeah. So sometimes you wonder like, are they trying to push a product or are they? Yeah. Telling you the yeah. Truth very true. Stuff very like true. That. But mine, I get, like I said, I think I would go to tournament anglers first just because that's who I follow more. I guess I relate to a little bit more. And then for me, I, I mean, content creators slash guides. Um, I might go with guides more as my next one and then content creators last just because I don't like, I not, I don't watch a lot of right. Like right of the YouTube stuff and all those videos. I mean, I'll catch some of their clips every once in a while, but I don't like religiously follow them. I guess the stuff I do watch as far as online are tournament anglers who create content. Like yep. I, I watched, you know, 
tour level gold. I watch that. Right. I watch uh, like Brandon Polinick has a series following him along in the Elite series. Yep. Like that's what I follow more of is is that stuff on the on YouTube and everything like that. And as far as other things like guides, I'll reach out to guides more, like to see how like the fishing is in their area and everything okay. like that. Yep. And uh, like if they're given a seminar, it's fun to sit in and listen to like how they break down their home waters. And uh, just different type of things in different type of seasons, how they approach it, I yep. suppose, is how I would go with it. Yeah, I, I, I definitely get that. You know, I, I think if you have questions about electronics, um, I would probably look to the tournament angler first because they consistently, every single year, are going to new bodies of water and they need to go out and find you know, not just fish, but big fish. So I think that they are really in tune with their electronics, you know, and then obviously you're going to turn around and and look at the guide who also is trying to consistently put his clients on fish and the content creator, you know, who, who really knows there. Uh, but, but one thing about it, um, for me personally, I can't relate to a guy that has five screens in his $135,000 boat. You know, I can't relate to that. You know, not, not that I'm knocking them. Like I wish I had it, but I just personally don't. So it's hard for me to, to sit there and relate to, to somebody like that. I don't know, you know, if I can really relate to a guide because I'm going out and trying to fish for myself. I'm not going out trying to do what I feel is the easiest thing for my clients to do to, for them to get success. You know, some, sometimes the way that that's easiest for their clients to get fish might just be a hook and a worm and a bobber. Yeah. And, and you know, that's okay. That's okay. But you know, that's probably not the style I'm personally going to fish. And you know, the content creators, I guess, really, truly, that might be who I relate to the most because chances are, uh, for the most part, they've got a boat that is, you know, probably a more affordable boat. Uh, they're going out looking to, you know, the catch and cook. Okay. You know, yeah, we're going to go out and try to catch, you know, some walleye today for a catch and cook on shore. And they go out and they catch one walleye and one Northern Pike. You know, the day wasn't spectacular because they're not Dwayne Gelman. They didn't go out and catch five, 10 pounders, you know, and, and, you know, they go on, they talk about cleaning the Y bone going on there. And I think the content creators are probably willing to show a little bit more that not every day is roses, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I, I guess another reason why I could relate to them a little bit more, you know, a year ago, I watched a ton of YouTube videos. I haven't watched any, you know, fishing YouTube videos for quite some time. It just, you know, kind of something. Is it li- life changed right now? I'm watching more Curious right. George than what I'm watching, <laughs> you know. And uh, I, I don't know. But it, it's would would you say that's because? Do you think that the whole content creating, as far as the fishing world goes, like there a few years ago, it was like real popular. Everybody was starting to do it, and now all of a sudden, it's it doesn't seem like. As many people are, are they're not putting out as many videos as like some of those guys once did. Well, I, I or think are they still I think, putting out a lot of videos? Well, I, th- I think there's a lot of truth to that. Uh, I think if you started uh, kicking content out ten years ago, uh, you could you could really get a hold of of some stuff because there wasn't that many people doing it. Right. So you could really gain popularity in a hurry. Uh, I would say about three years ago, about the same time, you know, four years ago, maybe even five years ago, hell, uh, about the time that you and I started this podcast, um, you know, I think if, if you started before that, you could have had some some luck with the YouTube thing. Uh, I think if you started after that, uh, you, you got an uphill battle. Not not that it's impossible, but, uh, um, you know, the, that market really got saturated there for a little while. And, yeah. you know, I mean, we've seen a lot of podcasts come and go too. And, uh, you know, I think it's something that starts and, you know, you, you don't, uh, you don't get a hundred thousand views on the first day and, and, you know, you start to realize like, yeah, you know, you're fishing, but there's still a lot of work to this whole video editing yeah. and, and to everything make it too. Good, yeah. Yep. And, uh, you know, even if you do it for, for four months, 
and and you know you're still getting 1000 you know 1000 watches on your best videos like it's it's tough like i mean there's a lot of yep. good creators out there now so how do you how do you differ your yourself from the rest of them and and uh, i think if you've got a little niche i think uh, i think that you could really still have some success but if you're fishing just like everyone else you know in your state i mean you look at just minnesota like there's a lot of dudes up in in Minnesota that are you know kind of kicking similar content yeah, you know to all the rest of them. True. And I'm not knocking those dudes, you know. I mean, but I mean a lot of it is is real similar and and uh, you know it's 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 hard. You know that I I would say honestly Minnesota and maybe I just watch the most Minnesota stuff, but uh, I mean there's some really really good YouTube videos coming out of the state of Minnesota, but. Uh, you know, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I said, they're they're all kind of doing the exact same thing. Yeah, I, I, sometimes I, I think like doing like the weekly show or series is, is a little bit better than like the different content to like, you know, uh, let's say like a TV show isn't on TV anymore. Now they're going the right, YouTube right. route and they're like, they're like doing destination trips and stuff like that. I think that's kind of fun to watch because... Again, it's it's something that you and I could go do. It's like, oh, we could take a trip here and go and do this stuff. But uh, it's not, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if the whole tournament angling stuff kind of skews our mind of how fishing is supposed to be. Like, I love tournament fishing. I love watching tournament fishing and stuff like that. I enjoy participating in tournaments. But I'm not going out there like every week and participating in tournaments like a lot of these people do. We, right. We could, in all reality, as many tournaments as there are in the Okaboji area, we could go out there like at least two or three weekends. Oh, a every month. single weekend there's a tournament right. over there, you and, know. And, and we could go participate yeah, in these yeah. tournaments. And it's just like I love watching tournament fishing, but I know the grind of it. So then when I go out just regular fishing, sometimes I have like that mentality of like I'm tournament fishing. Like I'm out there competing. Like who, there's times where I got to stop myself and like, who am I competing against out here? It's like, this is supposed to be fun. Like, I mean, you've seen it before, like when we're fishing together and all of a sudden you just kind of start getting a little like, almost like I'm like crabby because it's like, yep. nothing. we're not ca like, we're not on them. Like I thought we would be or something like that. Or, or, or they're a pound, or, or they're a pound right. less, and what you know, yeah, like, you see Chris Miller go over there and crack thirty pounds, and it's like, man, you know, I, we wouldn't even have twenty five pounds right now. Right. Yeah, well, you you got probably twenty two pounds, and there ain't <laughs> nothing freaking wrong with that, right? Like we're going over there and we're catching three pounders, or you know, four's our biggest, and we're just like we're disappointed in the day because we, we you know our best five didn't like you said didn't go twenty five, and it's just like now everybody's gonna think that I'm like. A yeah, crappy fisherman. It's just like holy buckets, or like by the end of the day, you're just like, you know, you kind of sit back and you're like, yeah, I only caught thirty of them today, and it's just like, uh, still a pretty damn good day. I mean, it's right. better than. I mean, we've had days where you go out there and you fish all damn day, and you, you catch like four or five, and it's just like, well, okay, well, I guess that was a pretty good day, you know. So, yeah, you know, I I would say the tournament bass anglers in us want to go out and and catch a big five the the regular old you know walleye fishermen in us want to go out and catch a limit of really good eaters right you know even even go out going out and you know having a banner day with panfish even if you're not keeping them is funner than hell but you know, I don't know. Sometimes I think we're we're too good for that. We're too good for that. <laughs> right. Yeah, I and, know what you're saying. You know, is, is you you look looking back over some of the best days that you and I have had fishing together. I don't know that they were always limits. I don't know that it was always catching PBs. I don't know that it was always you know our biggest five. But sometimes it was the technique we were using, not necessarily the fish we were catching. Yep. You know, I mean, granted, I think possibly the night that you and I went over there and absolutely pounded walleyes with those jigging wraps. Uh, you know, it was, I mean, I don't, I don't even, I don't know if we kept a limit that night or if we didn't keep a limit. I, think we or, kept, I do. I, you know, I think we kept our two man limit of, you know, six, but I mean, it's not, but like it was the style of fishing right. that, that made that night. Right. And it's not like we caught any giants. No, I no, mean, I think no, the not at was all. like 20 inches, but, but it was just a blast catching those things. That, that easily for me was, was one of my top five, I would say you know, days of fishing ever. And it was, uh, 
it was a after work one yeah. evening fly up to Okaboji deal and and uh, I don't know I think I think when you're doing techniques that a, li- a little bit different than you know obviously I can go over and catch five bass on a chatterbait and and you know weigh 23 pounds and you know gal dang it that was a good day yeah you're damn right it was a good day but I don't know if that's one of those days that gets stuck in my memory bank that I remember 10 years from now because you know I always throw a chatterbait I love throwing a chatterbait that's how I want to catch them but it's nothing that really sticks out like you you try a different technique or you catch them in a in a really weird spot you know that's the type of stuff that's like, man, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna remember that one for a while because that was that was different and that was fun, and and I think I think that there's something to that, uh, and I you, think that's where like the content creator world yeah, comes into yeah, it. Like, you know, the Walmart think, challenges, like right, as yep. stupid as that really is, you know, what I mean, but you were catching them on on something different than what you really would have caught them a, a different yeah. way, and and you know, the it's, it's fun just to kind of go out with your buddies sometimes and be like, all right, like. Like, how many times have we had it before? Like, I bet you can't catch anything on, like, a Barbie pole or something right. like that. It's like, all right, give me that Barbie pole, and we're going to we're gonna see what's what's up, you know. God knows like that's that. how putting a hot dog on a tip-up started. Well, exactly right. <laughs> you know, somebody and, had a hot dog in their ice shack, and was like, bet you can't put that on a tip-up and catch a fish. And all of a sudden, the flag went, and it was yeah, like, and there was a guy, oh, you know, some of them were like, there's no way in hell that you're going to yep. catch something. And then there's like, oh, yeah. And then pretty soon it's just like, all right, let's, let's see do if it. beer brats or cheddar brats <laughs> work better. Do they need to be cooked or can they be yep. raw? Yep. But I mean, it's just, I think that's kind of where the fun of the content creators do come into it. Like they have those different videos like that, that makes it feel like, you know, this is kind of why we love fishing and yep. this is like why we've gotten into it. Like you and I, we still talk. I mean, one of our most memorable trips too, besides that walleye one is when you and Ramrod and I went over there that day Oh God. and hammered those yellow bass. Yeah. And I mean, and then we brought them up to get them cleaned, and then we went over to Spirit Lake and caught a bunch of walleyes, and it was just like... You I forgot, mean, and then I came back and caught a big, big fly-eyed fly, catfish. Got, uh, so, I mean, it's just... That was my day. I mean, it's it's things like that that sometimes is... Some of our most memorable trips are panfish trips. Yeah. Because oh, you, yeah. you forget, like, that's what it's kind of about, is just going over there and enjoying each other's company i mean whether it be on the ice or out in the boat i mean you and eric and i that one day we went over there and caught all those was that bucket gills. old bluegills yeah yeah that was fun i mean the challenge was set on the way over there and it's just like all right let's see if we can do this and yep. uh, i mean and it's one of those days too where it's just i think that's one of the things that makes ice fishing a little bit more enjoyable at times is the community part of it and like going out there and you know well, usually it's like you and I, Eric, or Ramrod. There's like or Pop. There's there's kind of usually a you group can of fish us that together, goes. but you don't need to fish together, right? And it's like just like yeah. like where we can bounce it off of each other and be like, hey, you know, I'm seeing a lot of fish over here. You know, over here it's pretty dead. We'll move over here, drill a couple holes, or we'll drill a bunch of holes and we'll all kind of like hole hop. I mean. That was a blast last year when you and Grady and Eric and I and Ramrod were, you know, over there by the yep. Ritz and, you know, live scoping those crappies. It was yep. just kind of a fun, fun night. And it was dark. I mean, we were doing that and we were having success with it. It's kind of like what you said, coming with a different technique. And uh, you know, it was just a good all around time. Yep. So I think, I mean, sometimes that. Yeah, I, I I would say each of them have their place. Obviously, you know, tournament anglers definitely probably are in tune with their gear, with their electronics, with with whatever, um, probably the most, and and you know, followed right along with guides who spend a boatload of time on the water, but not necessarily always with a rod and a reel in their hand, um, and and you know, the content creators, I would say, can level with the average angler the most. Um, but you know, just because they can make a, a fun video doesn't necessarily make them a great fisherman. Yeah, and, exactly. And, right. You know, and and that's situational too. But um, yeah, I don't know. You know, each each of them have their pros and and uh, each of them have their cons. You know, are they? You know, just, you you may know that they are a spe- spectacular angler, maybe the best angler around, but that doesn't always make them super relatable to you. But but vice versa. Um, you know, just cause they're super relatable to you doesn't necessarily make them a great angler. Right. So, and, and they gotta be approachable. 
Yeah, no I mean, doubt about it. That's what the great ones all do is you can come up to them at a show or somewhere like that or even on at a ramp or, you know, yep. go up and talk to them and they're willing to share information and, yep. you know, enjoy the fact that you uh, think that they're pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, getting out on the water and uh, um, being relatable or whatever, I don't know, speaking of whatever, but uh, um, so Saturday morning, uh, I went up to Okaboji. Uh, our drippy friend Ramrod um, was going to use my boat in the afternoon for a church, uh, a church youth deal. Uh, I was going to take a couple kids out in the boat. And uh, I got over to uh, Okaboji. I uh, was going to hop in the boat. Battery was dead. Um, so ended up throwing a charger on it for a little bit. Got out, started kind of fishing on the dock. Uh, got back in the boat after 30 minutes or whatever. Um, unplugged the charger. Yep, okay, she popped off. And so I decided that, uh, you know, I threw a few rods in the boat. Decided I was going to run around the lake, uh, you know, going pretty fast, as fast as this boat will go. Um, you know, just to kind of build up that battery a little bit more, whatever, you know, wanted to make sure that it was good for ramrod. And uh, I'll be honest, I wanted to troll some Salmo Hornets around uh, around Pocahontas Point there. You know, I, I know that the water is starting to cool off. I thought, well, maybe some fish are starting to, to move up. Just wanted to do something a little bit different that I don't normally do. Um, you know, figured if I kind of troll around, you know, the weeds, I, I'll be honest, I, I had no freaking clue what I was doing. I didn't, I didn't know what I was going to do. I don't know how far to put it back. I don't know. I just thought, you know what? I'm going to fuck around until I'm, I'm going to fuck around and find out. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, you know, I, I figured at the very least I could end up with a large mouth, a pike, you know, whatever. And I'll be honest, I really didn't care because I was going fishing, right? Or so I thought. And so this is the point in the show where if you have young ears or uh, um, if you don't like profanity, um, maybe, I, I don't know, maybe I won't swear. Maybe I'll be able to hold it together, but uh, it, it probably wouldn't hurt just to fast forward five minutes. So I got to that spot. I'm going to flip open my uh, storage compartment and grab out two Salmo Hornets and put them on two line counter reels and uh flip it open look in there nothing what the hell like did i bring this out did i bring this into the garage last time i was out fishing did i take all my tackle out of my boat you know what you know so so i'm sitting here thinking you know and, and this is like literally a span of three seconds but i'm like i didn't take the tackle out of my boat i gotta look at the next compartment ah empty okay Something I think I'm right seeing what's going point. on here. So I look over at the other one and, uh, well, all my rod holders are still in here. Uh, the lights for the boat, you know, the light pole is still in here. My registration is still in here. Um, damn it. There was one of those shields life jackets in here. The ones that the have, the, ones, have yeah. the inflatable, you know, have the oxygen ones. That's also missing. And that's when I kind of realized those motherfuckers, and, and by motherfuckers, I have no clue who they are, but somebody or, or some people got into my boat and stole all my fishing tackle. Not all my fishing tackle, but all the fishing tackle that I had in my boat, which was, I mean, a good amount of my overall fishing tackle. And so at this point in time, I realized, yes, I was stolen from Yes, I'm pissed, but I don't know if I was as much pissed off that my fishing tackle was gone as much as I was pissed off that I had a Saturday morning to be out fishing and you couldn't, and I didn't get to go fishing because somebody was a piece of shit. It's exactly what they were. And, I mean, uh, there's no worse feeling. Like you said, like when it finally dawns on you, that would really happen. I mean, it's going through your mind. Like you said, like, did I, well, maybe I took it out. Like, no, I'm pretty, po I'm positive. I didn't take it out. Right. And then you look at the next compartment. The knee jerk some, reaction is to say, Oh, somebody stole from me. Right. Well, wait a minute. You know, maybe you just misplaced something. Maybe right. you did something without thinking. Because like your electronics were still on the boat yeah. and, you, and you'd think, well, if somebody's going to steal something, you'd at least steal the electronics. Yeah. If the these fucking expensive. morons are listening to the show right, right now, they're like, wait a minute. 
He's got. Well, I fucking took him off now, you <laughs> moron. Because well, I had to. Because you're a piece and, of shit. And it's just like, it just yeah, it's just kind of like that weird, like empty feeling. Like you just feel violated. Like right. somebody came on here and needed it that bad. That I would have, dude. If if you needed two hundred dollars worth of fishing tackle, which what you what these people stole was more than two hundred, but like. I would have bought you $200 worth of fishing tackle if you would have asked and said, hey, I really am in need of fishing tackle. All right, what do you need? I will I will give you some of my tackle. It, But you fucking stole it. Right. And you wrecked my Saturday morning of fishing. And, and that's what pissed me off the and, most. And then after that, like, the coolest part about me having a boat in a lift was that I could leave my stuff in the lift because I thought everyone was decent fucking humans and that I could leave stuff in my boat and on Saturday morning I could walk with a cup of coffee out to my boat, put it in the water and go and fish because fishermen are cool people and we don't steal from people and we're decent human beings, right? Wrong. Wrong. I guess we were freaking wrong. At least somebody out there's a fucking moron. And so if you hear anything, if you, I, I'll give you 500 bucks. If somebody has information that leads to the conviction of this idiot or these idiots, I'll give you $500. Yeah, I, I'll give you $500. Personally, I don't even want, I don't even need the tackle back. I don't need to get paid back if they burned it, threw it to the bottom of the lake, used it, whatever. God, I would just love to absolutely beat the living hell out of them. Yeah, there needs to be consequences. I even told that action. to the cop. So, so here's the other thing that I forgot to say. So, so I called the cop just because it's like, well, if 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 these morons do get caught, if somebody has a camera, uh, if if they get pulled over and it's like geez man you got a freaking whole entire back seat full of yum dingers yeah, yeah. just and got them uh just got them up the road really at the bait shop no that freaking 2506 okaboji boulevard or whatever the hell it is but uh um you know it's like whatever i just i thought it was the right thing to do to at least call the cops and just say hey whatever so the cop comes out and and he goes and he walks around the front of the house and he looks out my boat and he's like that boat right there. Yep, that boat right there. All right. So what'd they take? And uh he I'll be honest, dude kind of made me feel like I was just being a freaking waste of his time. It's like, "All right, pal. Like somebody stole from me. If if they stole from you, you'd do the exact same thing." Whatever. But he told me I was the third person to call in on Saturday morning wow. that had gotten their boat broken into or and stolen. So if I'm the third person to call, like you know damn well that there was plenty of uh, other boats that, that got, they, you know, that don't That know wasn't yet. the only exactly right. like, you know, Sunday night somebody's like, "God dang it, what the hell?" Yeah. or or this coming weekend when they yep. go to take their boat out or somebody's, you know, well some sorry son of a gun is going to take their boat out load it onto their trailer never look in their storage compartments and next spring they're going to be like what the yeah where's all my stuff at whatever yep but whatever the case uh um you know i i honestly like i'm not looking for a pity party from anyone like you know or like it, you told, it is, you told it is what it is. You wanted to beat, like, yeah, I told him, like, I don't need nothing back. Like, you just bring them back here and you take her a slow ride around the block. Yep. <laughs> like, give me five minutes. With yep. Them. Yep. Rapists and fishing tackle thieves are, are <laughs> right in the same group for me. Yeah. It's just scum of the earth. Like you said, it, and it kind of takes your sense of security away, too. Like, even like if you're just going to spend the night, like, if you're over there on a Saturday, you go over there on Saturday and it's like, well, now, like, do I got to take everything off my boat and bring it in every single time? Well, that that's just it. I've like, got a trolling motor on there. Right. Like, I can't take my trolling motor off every single time. You know, I mean, if they truly want it, they can come and get it, you know, like, yeah. whatever. And I, I don't know. 
the shit part about it is my dad's got a camera on the front of his house. Well, he it's wired for a camera on the front of his house that shines right down on the dock and dude hasn't come and installed it yet. The house has been done for freaking four months or three months or whatever. Oh, and, and I mean, I'm not knocking that dude like he's got other shit to do, whatever. Uh, um, he'll, he'll get to it. But, you know, it's like, man, you know, he's probably coming next week to put it on. And it's like, man, if you'd have been here just a couple weeks earlier. But who knows? I don't know. Well, like you, know, you said, hopefully in, in my somebody- mind. Hopefully somebody else like ha- catches them on their camera and they can, you yeah. know, they can do something and uh, catch these uh, scumbags. So. Yeah, don't call them dirtbags because nope. they have not earned that title. Not at all. Not even close. But uh, but yeah, it's. I also I heard talk to somebody else about it tonight, and they said they have a place up on Okapoji, and in their area this past year there was people siphoning gas out of boats like people, like people were like man i swear to god like i had gas in this boat and stuff like that and sure enough i think that there was people you know siphoning gas out of it so and obviously they wait till this time of year when it's not as busy over there oh and, yeah yeah you know I've, I've heard of things like this up in like northern or up in minnesota where people will you know in the dark of the night get a kayak out and go kayaking up to people's docks and like you and I were talking on the phone just one time like I think anybody that's ever had anything like robbed for from them or somebody's broken into something of theirs just one time you'd like to catch the person doing it and just beat the living piss out of them I'm not going to lie to you. If I had it my way, I'd tie a center block to their leg and I'd bring them out to the deep part of Okoboji and <laughs> Tim Hilbert would find them there. <laughs> well, right. You just have that feeling like, yeah, it's just, it's just some, it's like an empty feeling like, like these low lowlifes, like they, they did this. Yep. And, uh, luckily like, like you're an adult and you can handle it pretty well and it doesn't like. Sometimes, like, I've seen it where people have broken into people's houses that you have kids, and it can really mess up a kid for a long time. So, absolutely. And that's why it, like, sucks when people, when they get, like, when they're lenient on those people that get caught doing that stuff. It's like, no, no, set the tone so they decide, nah, it definitely was not worth it taking that stuff from people. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 you know, I, I was I was so mad that like I wasn't even mad. You, you yeah. know what that is yeah. like? Yeah, I know. It's you just know, like I, just, I was like I was it's almost like you're disappointed. Just it like was disappointed like, in the like, whole system. It's just like, I think I finally know what my parents were like when it was like you know I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. Like that's what I was in whoever this was. Like I'm not even mad at you. I'm disappointed because fishermen don't do that to fishermen. Like you, that's, almost, you almost wanted to give them the the Ohio walleye treatment. Run up to Dakota Angler and be like, "Give me the biggest ink sinkers you got." Bend over, fellas. <laughs> we got weights and thieves. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I'd I'd love nothing more than to shoot a hole in the bottom of their boat. I'm assuming that they came up on a boat, just cruised around at 2 a.m., was looking for fishing boats, and you know would would just mosey on up and a guy would hop out and he'd you know look through the compartments throw it into the other boat hop back out and move along you know three four minutes wham bam thank you ma'am and moving on to the next one and you know go across the lake and no one no one was ever the wiser i don't know i don't know that's just in my mind that's what i'm thinking it is probably ain't even anything like that probably some freaking little middle school honeyockers just running down the dock hopping in i don't know it's just it just who knows it's just it's just you know ramrod and i were talking about a little bit tonight too it's like if you got trail cameras out on public ground or something like that and you go out there and uh you go up there to get your trail camera and it's gone it's that's either gone or like your sd card is pulled out of it it's just like I don't know. You, it just you lose faith in people when that yep. happens. Yep. Whatever. Moving along, I'll be fine. <laughs> um, you know, obviously Dakota Angler Ice Institute, uh, you know, has us thinking a little bit about ice. Uh, pretty hard to believe on a day like today when it was ninety degrees. Um, but uh, you know, by by this coming Saturday. Uh, we're going to be thinking a whole lot more about uh, ice because I think, you know, for us, the highs are going to be uh, in the 50s come Friday and, and Saturday. Well, and, uh, if, and if October goes as fast as what September did, I mean, November's going to be we had before a four, you know. And, yeah, you know. we had a four-day September, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I mean, in all reality, I mean, you know, there's going to be guys ice fishing 
you know, Craigie, he's been on ice in October before, yeah. right? Yeah, yep. So exactly. I mean, you, you never know with like yeah, weather a month and a half, two and months from like now, uh, could very well be. Right, could very well be. But uh, um, you know, we were we were talking a little bit uh, about ice prep. Um, you know, for me personally, uh, being the procrastinator that I am. Uh, chances are I'm not going to get my ice shack out until I hear that there's an inch or two somewhere. And it's like, Ooh, you know, we could possibly be able to go by this weekend. Uh, but really truly right now would be the time to pull that shack down from, from storage, uh, bring it out on the driveway when it's not so damn cold. And, uh, you know, if your shack is, is a little bit dirty, we're at a spot right now that we can quick spray it down with a with a garden yeah, hose. Still got you know, garden hose spray yeah. it down at at noon, and by you know six o'clock tonight, it's it's dry again, and you can yeah. pack it back up. Uh, you know, a little bit instead of waiting until it's thirty seven degrees and you have to do it in your garage inside. Do it now when it's when it's fifty, sixty, seventy degrees out on your driveway. Uh, now's obviously the time. You know, uh, I'm I'm my procrastination also uh the type of guy that is probably gonna charge up my vexlar battery uh the night before before i'm gonna go for the first time if there you do have a battery issue it's like oh crap yeah (laughs) so so put that thing on the charger now get it up to snuff and and you know be ready for when that happens you could charge it now and and when you're on the ice in in three four months uh you, you maybe don't even have to top it off at that point um you know, now's obviously the time to be looking at those rods. I'm one of those guys that uh, I, I don't I don't restring rods every single year like some of you people out there. But uh, you know, on some of those panfish rods or, or uh, uh, the ice rods that don't hold a ton of line, uh, you know, a- after you break off a couple times or whatever, yeah. you know, you lose twenty feet here, thirty feet there. Pretty soon, you know, you you're only running with half a spool. And uh, that's that's what some that's what we need to call somebody, <laughs> you know, like somebody that uh, you know, yeah, he ain't dealing with half a deck. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's only fishing with half, half a spool. spool. There we go. That's, <laughs> that's funny. That's We're gonna one. do that. Yep. We're gonna do that. Yep. But uh, um, you know, maybe you got to look at putting some new line on. Do it now while while hunting season hasn't really kicked off. Yep. While you know, I mean, there's. We're we're still early enough in the hunting season that. Uh, um, you know, a lot of guys aren't spending every single weekend out in the tree stand or in the goose blind or, or whatever, unless, you know, if, if you're a waterfowler and you're able to get out, you're probably doing it. But, uh, I don't know what, what, what I'm trying to say is, uh, uh, you know, we're, we've got a little bit more daylight right now. Take advantage of it. Uh, um, you got a little bit more time now to, to be getting after some of those things and, and, uh, yeah, maybe, Maybe just pull that ice shack down and take a good yeah, hard look at never, it. Just in case some 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 little critter decided to make a home <laughs> exactly. in it this year yep. or something like that. Get an that. inventory before the Ice Institute. Yeah. Then you know what you got to be having because well, otherwise you ain't pulling anything down and all of a sudden freaking December 20th comes and it's like, God dang it. I You know, I broke that last year. Could have got one at the Ice Institute, yep. but you didn't because you didn't do what Scott Sturman told you to do take your thing down i'm i'll be honest i'm not even gonna follow my own advice no we're we're classic like hey there's enough ice we're gonna go this weekend and give it a go you or tomorrow you want to go yeah all right and then it's still like what time you plan on leaving well we probably won't leave here till like nine or something like that all right yep about seven o'clock i'll get up and be like all right time to get everything all ready to go it's like uh, but also there too, like maybe you're thinking about getting a new shack or something this year and you're just like, I got this other one that, you know, I haven't used a whole lot. Maybe I need to sell this thing. Now's the time to get it on the marketplace right. because there's a lot of people that are starting to look for, you know, maybe there's somebody that wants to give ice fishing a, a shot this year or they got into it last year and it's like, you know what, I'm going to see if I can find a used shack for, for a, you know, a lower price right now. Well, you can get it sold now, so you can take that money and roll it over to a new shack. You know, a lot of these at the companies, Dakota Angler Ice at, Institute. That's right. A lot of these companies have just, you know, released a lot of their new products for this year. Right. So you can start getting that in your mind. So, like, when you do go over there, you can get it. Yep. Instead of, like, hee-ho-humming around about it. And then when you decide, yeah, you know what, maybe I do need to get a new shack. And everybody's sold out. And then you're pissed off at 
you know, the, the retailers because you don't have it. Like, what the hell? Well, you should have bought it when you had the opportunity to buy it. Uh, like you said, now it's the time of year where a lot of places are putting out their ice fishing gear. So they're going to be fully stocked in it right now. Like, getting that line. Like, maybe there's... Maybe you want that one pound line. Well, guess what? There's probably a lot of other people that want the one pound, you know, this line. Beat them to it. Beat them to it. Stock up on it if you need to. Um, different jigs. Like you said, take that inventory. Be like, man, you know, I lost a few jigs last year. Yeah, you know? you, I, I, I started the season with 12 gold, you know, tungsten jigs right. and... I you know three I, or four pike five bit of them, them off. Yeah. You know, it's like maybe time to get a few more. Yep. Or you know, a lot of these companies, I really like this one, but they always are sold out. Well, now's the time to buy those things yep. before they get sold out again. Uh, so yeah, you know, check those auger blades. Make sure they're sharp. Uh, yeah, like that's said, true. Like yeah, you if said, you've got maybe, a K drill, you got free sharpening. Yeah. Send it off now, and it'll be back by the time. Uh, Back yep. by the time ice season starts, you know, there's just all That's kinds. Good of, there's, right a, there. there's all kinds of like those little things, you know. Maybe I need to, you know, this year I didn't have ice picks last year. I need to get a set of ice pe- picks, you know. Uh, just there's just there's more things than what you think of until you sit down and start writing. You know, if you got to write some of those things down, I'm one of those people that sometimes has to write everything down. Otherwise, I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna forget about it, and then later on, it's just like, oh crap, like. I found myself doing that sometimes when I go up to Sioux Falls and I'm making a run. Like if I'm going to go to Dakota Angler and it's just like, uh, this is what I need and this is what I need. And I'll tell myself, like, make sure you look at these two. And then you'll get up there and you'll start to talk to somebody up there. And then you kind of get at the few of the things that you know you needed. And then you're on your way home and you're like, oh, crap. I forgot to, like, pick up some of these or, you know, it's like when your take wife, a look at them. It's like when your wife sends you down to the grocery store to get a gallon of milk. You go down there, you spend $84, and you come back and you ain't got any milk. You just, just bought right. a bunch of shit you wanted. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I've done that, that a lot good. of times. That looks good. Or, you, or you'll get everything and it'd be like, you forget one thing. And it's just like, it's the one thing she really needs. No, she, yeah, she'll send and, me down strictly like, for one thing. I will spend $80 come back and she'll be like where's the milk and i'll be like oh it's in there uh, uh, yeah did they forget right, the, yeah, oh, yeah i, I, I be better right quick back. run back <laughs> yeah. oh i gotta I run down the gas station it, once i'll be right back yeah i bet it's bet it's still on the they, they must have forgot to put that bag on the car <laughs> yeah shit <laughs> no um, we've all been there so yep. it's never so. too early well it's not really early anymore i mean it's to the fact that <sighs> we're getting there man it'll get there it'll be here before we really know it you know what? Earlier I said month and a half until Craig could be on ice. I was dead wrong on that. It is October. Yeah, he got on there like Halloween time or something like that. So, Oh, I'm, my apologies. I was thinking it was the 1st of September. Well, you know how northern Minnesota, how it gets cold in a hurry. I mean, those guys are usually on oh, ice yeah. early yeah. November. So Yeah. Well, let me see here. Let's quick take a look. Deerfield... Deerfield SD weather. Uh, we got 42 tonight, 35 tomorrow night with a chance of rain. Uh, 32, 22 on Thursday night. Uh, Friday, 29. Saturday, 36. So, yeah, they've got they've got high. The highest day in their 10-day forecast is uh, 70, and they get down to 22 degrees. So, yeah, they'll have a little skim ice after that one. Yeah, it's it's not <laughs> crazy. It, crazy. It is crazy to think it. It is not going to be very long. Yep. So, all right. Uh, how about our Freedom Brew good news stories of the week? Freedom Brew in Larchwood, Iowa, owned by our good friends Austin and Brianna Bruggeman, the best people in the whole entire world. The only thing better than them is the coffee that they make over at their little coffee cabin of Freedom Brew. Um, the absolute best. I haven't been over there now. I didn't go last weekend. I think I was there the weekend before. That was when I had the vanilla bean macchiato frappuccino. I don't. I don't even. I think it was a macchiato. I'm not even. Maybe it was a frappuccino, but it was fucking good. It was good. Oh God, it was good. Yeah. I every once in a while, Emily sent me a snap the other day. That she, she sent there. me that snap too. And it's just like I, I get jealous, and I I was about Show ready off. to say, "Well, bring me home some too." But then she wasn't coming home because they had to march at halftime of their football game. So she is going to be there pretty late. So yeah, that's it. Was the homecoming? I yep. think she said. Yep. yep. So I didn't. I I got to get my Freedom Brew fix here pretty soon. Yeah. 
Yeah. We might have to go, well, not on Saturday. No. That's actually going to be my Freedom Bird Good News story of the week. So, yeah. Wednesdays are open late. We could go, ah, who knows. Then too late for me to have caffeine. It ain't going to be this weekend, but it might be next weekend. I need uh, to make a run over there one of these days. Freedom Brew, Larchwood, Iowa. Best damn coffee, period. That's right. So, my good news story of the week this week, um, this Saturday, October 7th, uh, I am going down to Iowa City to the Iowa Hawkeye football game versus Purdue. Hoping that we don't piss it down our leg. Hopefully we can walk away with a win. But uh, the good news story of the whole matter is uh, my dad, lifelong Iowa Hawkeye fan, and uh, I got us some tickets, and I'm bringing him down there to his first ever Iowa Hawkeye game. And uh, he's pretty jacked up about it. That's awesome. Yep. That's, so That's really cool. That'll be a good time for you yep, guys. Yep, I'm jacked. He's jacked. Uh, Grady and Aubrey are coming with some friends, so uh, um, cool. I think they're excited too. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just – I'm really pumped up to I, – I, I remember the first time I ever walked into Kinnick Stadium, and, and this is not an Iowa, you know, ooh, Iowa Hawkeye. Like, I'll guarantee you the guys down in Nebraska, the first time that they ever walked into Memorial Stadium, yep. you know, you look around and it's like, holy it's like, moly. Wow. You know, I mean, it's it's just uh, that that atmosphere. Co- you college know? football fans in general, like yep. that home stadium is like the holy grail. It is. Them. Like, I mean, just the way Kinnick Stadium, you know, built out of brick. Like, I just – I feel like Rudy, you know. Like just, right. oh, yeah. You know, like and, – and it just to, – to walk out of there and the music's playing and, and uh, you know, I mean, it's big but it's small. Like, I mean – and and that's a weird thing for me to say. Like, it's big because at Kinnick Stadium is 70,000 people, but you're also, like, only – 20 yards away from the players and it's like holy moly like i mean it's it's a really weird deal like it feels small because of how close you are but then you look around at the seats and it's like holy shit this is huge <laughs> right. you know i mean so it's it's a weird deal there but uh i i remember you know the first time i brought grady you know i i, I wanted to see his face when he walked through that tunnel and all of a sudden it was like whoa, whoa. i'm there and uh that that was a really cool thing and i'm kind of looking I, i'm not kind of looking forward i'm really looking forward to seeing my dad's face too and and uh you know just i i want him to walk down the road, you know, up to the stadium and just see that, you know, the sea of black and gold and, you know, the the energy of the whole entire deal. A- at the end of the day, the best seat in the house is still watching at home on TV. Yeah. But uh, you're, you're, you're not going to, to watch the ball game. You're going for the experience. And, and uh, so that's my good news story. If anyone's going to be down there on October 7, uh, um, Shoot me call a message. Scott, yeah, shoot shoot me a message. Uh, if you're a tailgater, even better. I'll stop down, stop by, and have a bratwurst before or a salad. If you're yeah, having, yeah. if you're having Caesar salads and stuff I was like down that. three pounds again today. Uh, That's down good. three pounds. That's uh, good. So whatever. Uh, didn't not not everyone. I I don't know who won for the week. Um, I'm thinking it's going to be Michael Romero. Uh, he he's he's been kicking ass and i think he was the littlest guy out of the whole entire bunch to begin with so it's like come on man you can't be showing us up like that (laughs) but uh um yeah whatever i think it's going to be him but i had a couple late weigh-ins uh the file the 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 software whatever the hell you want to microsoft excel is on my work computer so tomorrow morning i'll get everything entered and uh um yeah we'll next week i'll tell you about both weeks so all right matt uh, your good news story my good news story i got two of them okay wow first this one, is a really good week first one well my mom's birthday is october 4th really so brenda happy birthday to brenda 41 41 yep. that yeah sounds i thought about that right. was right 41 yep. yep i actually think it's 65 this year 65 she yep. doesn't look a day over 28 <laughs> that's right well she, she looks a little older than that because she had to raise me. So, I mean, I... I've you took her years off of, her life. I, I did. Well, and I think she took a couple off of mine, too. So, <laughs> And I deserved them. Um, so, that's going to be uh, one of my good news stories. So, happy birthday, Mom. Love you so much. Um, the other one is... Kind of had a little bit of a scary situation at school the other day. That's right. Uh, Friday, Friday um, for people that don't know... Like as a PE teacher, 
um, in the elementary here, my gym also doubles as the cafeteria. So <clears throat> usually they have lunch. Well, they have lunch in there, and uh, that's usually my prep slash lunch hour as well. I was sitting in there talking to one of the custodial staff guys the other day, like I always do, and uh, we're just sitting at a table talking, and the head lunch lady comes like running by us, and we're just like, like, what's up? Like, what's going on? And she's just like, there's a kid choking over there, and we're like, what, really? Um, so I look over there, and one of our parents, Kristen, is over there, you know, has this little boy, this little kindergartner, and she's hitting him on the back and everything like that, so... I get up and I start heading over there and, you know, I'm just kind of like, it's like, she's got it. Like, what am I going to do? Run over there? Or what? Like, you know, she's got him and everything. And I'm, I'm getting over there and you could definitely tell that, you know, he's, he's choking. It was a bad good. situation. Right. Yep. And, uh, and, uh, she's, she's tapping him on the back trying to, and I'm like, man, this little dude, he's way too small for me to give him the Heimlich or anything like that. So it's like, okay, I'm going to have to do the whole I'm going to have to hit him on the back and see if I can get it dislodged. And I, I, I went over there and I was like, here, you know, like, let me give it a shot. Like the, the little guy wanted to keep standing up and she was trying to like get him to bend over a little bit so that it would kind of clear it a little bit more. And he just kind of was like fighting her a little bit. So I got over there and I was like, you know, like, listen, this is what we're going to do and got him to bend over. And I gave him a couple good hits right on the back and that old hot dog comes shooting out of there just like on, uh, feel the dreams and really? uh, and you could just tell it like right away like he was just like oh like you know i just kind of sat there and that's a I, scary situation it, it you is. don't have a ton of time there no and once, I just, once he goes limp uh you i mean yeah. then you're really batting right. from behind and then uh so chris kristen did an awesome job our para uh luckily this little boy he's very quiet doesn't say very much ever and uh he approached her and was like doing the whole choke signal like he can't breathe and she did an awesome job of like shielding him away from like all the other little kids sitting yep. there at the table nobody really even realized what was even going on yep until it was over and uh i was walking out and the nurse came running in and she's just like where i'm like we got it out and everything like that it's like it was a big old piece of hot dog come running out or come flying out and uh there was a younger teacher there and i was like hey He's like, what was going on over there? I was like, hey, you know, just had to, had to get the hot dog out of out of his throat. I said, sometimes you gotta take your advantage to hit a kid when you get it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was like, I said, I, he's just lucky that he, that I liked him. Otherwise, that hot dog might have flew all the way across <laughs> the gym <laughs> from whacking him. But uh, nope, uh, I was glad to see. And and you know what the one of the things is, is this little boy's name was Jesus. Oh, so, yeah. so I got to tell everybody I saved Jesus that day. <laughs> that's a good so, thing. So, no, it was like, that's the first time I've ever had that. And, you know, every year we got to take training on CPR and everything like that. And, you know, a lot of times you just sit there and just kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, like, am I ever going to use this stuff and everything like that? And uh, thankfully all these years that, you know, going through that and having all that stuff, I mean, that's the first time I've ever had anybody choking, so... Well, that's, you know, that is actually a bigger deal than what you realize, that, uh, that, that A, you, you, you closed the distance, you got in there, you did it, but, uh, you know, that, that you didn't just freeze. Uh, I, I remember hearing a story from a guy that I'm on the fire department with, uh, he, he used to be a police officer, and, uh, he was actually patrolling over at Lake Bahoya and you know was was driving by a campsite and he saw these two ladies just freaking the f out right and he you know he he's like you know what the hell or whatever and then he saw a kid like holding you know that that he was choking and so dan ended up running over there and ended up giving the kid the heimlich got it out come to find out those two ladies that were freaking out were both nurses, nurses. yeah i mean you know and and it's it's easy to you know it's easy to say well this that's this is what I would do in this situation, well you know and all of a sudden you you're faced in that real life predicament where you know I mean it's it's potentially a life and death situation and and you know uh, that that doesn't mean that you're a weak person if you you know all of a sudden freeze but you know I mean diff, different things happen and you know I mean uh, the panic is real and uh, um, 
yeah, whatever. But uh, I'm glad I'm glad you got there, and I guarantee you, Jesus is glad you got there too. So, uh, oh yeah, he was uh, he was back at school today, and he was all happy go lucky like he always is. But it was it was. It was can it was, you blame him? It was it probably was, good hot dog. Well, it's the craziest <laughs> thing is like they were like they called them pretzel dogs. And I had just got done asking Bresky, our head custodian, I'm like, pretzel dogs. I was like, have, have they ever had these before? Like, I've never seen them on the menu. And he's like, no, they must be something new. And here comes the the head cook come running by. Like, there's a kid choking on him. And I was like, well, maybe it'd be the last time they have pretzel dogs. <laughs> no more so, pretzel dogs. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, like I said, it all turned out good. So, yeah. Yep. That would be my good news stories of the week. Hell yeah. So, all right, guys, uh, we appreciate you tuning in. This is episode 236. We'll see you next week on episode 237. Later.